your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, hockey fans, welcome to yet another edition of Locked On NHL, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, bringing you all the latest, greatest news in the NHL right here to your favorite podcasting app of choice. Today's show is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. You can download the Greenroom app from the iOS App Store and find one of our Locked On rooms. Greenroom, it's changing the way we talk sports. Talking sports today is me, your host, as usual, Sarah Affampato, host of Locked On Kings, uh, also host of two-fifths of this week of Locked On NHL. Uh, and this week, I am joined by host of Locked On Calgary Flames, Jess Belmosto, to, to uh, chat with me in our... Uh, Western-ish conference Wednesday. So we're getting some Canadian team representation up in here uh, as we take a look at what's going on in the wide world of hockey. So Jess, thank you so much for being my uh, partner in crime for this week. Uh, for people who don't know you, who don't know like what you cover and all that stuff, kind of give give me your elevator pitch on you to introduce yourself oh. to our audience. <laughs> all right. Well, first, thank you so much for having me. I currently host the Locked on Flames show lots of chaos, lots of rumors, gossip girl drama going on over there. So definitely check out the episodes. And um, outside of podcasting, I cover the Bruins. And with the postseason, I am currently covering, um, oh my goodness, the Eastern Conference Finals, if you will, uh, the semifinals between the New York Islanders and Tampa Bay Lightning for downthefrozenriver.com. All right. Well, that's actually a great segue into uh, into <laughs> our first kind of topic of conversation, because I figured before we dive into uh, some of that gossip girl drama uh, that you're mentioning with Calgary, I figured we could take a quick look at the playoffs and where things stand and uh, what our feelings are. And uh, let's just say that the Islanders have a uphill battle after that performance in their last game where they lost eight to nothing, which was a franchise record loss in the playoffs for the Islanders. So since you're covering that series, uh, what's, what are your thoughts on it? What, what do you think uh, needs to happen for the Islanders to come back and tie this and force a game seven, or do you think it's done? I have to say that it's, it's probably done. I think that, you know, they're both very competitive teams and, I think that it's not a secret that, you know, the Islanders do have some Stanley Cup potential in them, but I just think that uh, Tampa Bay is the better team. They are more disciplined, and if you let the Tampa Bay power play go out there, they're going to score goals on you, and you're not going to successfully kill that penalty. I think last night there were uh, three power play goals three out of eight, which I mean, isn't even 50%, but it's close enough to it. You know, I just think that Tampa has everything you need to win the Stanley cup. And I, it kills me to say that. Yeah. It's, it's been interesting watching the Islanders because, you know, they're, they're a team that I feel like everyone has underestimated and then they got to this point and then it just sort of seems like they've run out of gas um, against Tampa, who is a better team, a deeper team and just, it, it's it's Tampa. I, I just I keep having no real description for what this team is accomplishing, except for like Tampa, man. Like <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like people are like, oh, so what makes Tampa the better team? And I'm like, 
I, I don't know. <laughs> I just, they're just Tampa Bay. I, I don't understand how they do it, but it's just everything they have built themselves up to be. And like, you can't even blame it entirely on, because I know some teams it's like, oh, here's the, the Oilers. Connor McDavid makes that whole team go and Leon Dreisaitl too. You know, with, with, with the, um, with the lightning, there's kind of the temptation to be like, ah, Nikita Kucherov, and then get into all that nonsense about the injured reserve and him coming yep. back for the playoffs. But like, they were really good without Nikita Kucherov. So like, I can't even point to him as like the thing that makes that team work. Exactly. And Braden Point has just broken like another record or something. I think he's the second player in NHL history to have a point streak go more than seven games in the postseason or something like that. Like, it's not just Kucherov. It's not just Stamkos. It's not just Point. It is quite literally their entire roster. (laughs) And there aren't many teams that can say that. That's so weird. I don't, I don't know how they do it. I think it's magic. Um, I, it has that, that has to be, to be it. Point. Yeah. <laughs> and yes. then our other series is Montreal and Vegas. Um, obviously the, the next game of that is happening uh, in the past. For those of you listening, it, listening to the show, it's happening in the future for us. So we don't entirely know uh, what's going to happen. But this series, I think for me has been, a lot better than I thought it would be. Um, I am firmly on team Montreal. I'm no shame in admitting that, uh, but I did not expect them to even look vaguely competitive in this series. And they are, you know, proving people wrong uh, because a lot of people were like, Oh, Vegas in four or Vegas in three, you know, the jokes, but Montreal is, is hanging with them in that the last game that they lost uh, was just a weird fluke, you know, an overtime goal. You can't, you can't fault them for that. So I'm, this is a series I didn't think I was going to be excited to watch, but I have been tuning into it because I need to know what happens next. I don't even know where to start with Montreal because (laughs) like you just go back to that first series against Toronto and you're just like, no, they're absolutely not making it out of the first round. Mm -hmm. And then they go and complete the comeback and then they sweep Winnipeg and just this game, this series against Vegas has really, shown that you don't necessarily need a Tampa Bay roster to compete and make it. And I know that Vegas isn't necessarily as competitive this year as they were, say, last year or the year before, but the fact that the Canadians are hanging with them, really, it makes me happy as somebody who covers the North Division And it was, uh, you know, obviously written in the stars for a North Division team to make it to the semifinals. But just the fact that it's the team that snuck in to the playoffs makes me really happy. And it's actually kind of an interesting parallel sort of between both of these series, because you have on one hand, Vegas and Tampa teams that have the big star power that both of them, you're like, how are you avoiding the salary cap? Like, how, how have you made this work? And then you have. Uh, the Islanders and you have the Canadians who certainly have their own star players, but the guys getting it done for both teams are not necessarily, you know, the guys that you're going to see on commercials. I mean, they should be getting Cole Caulfield like on commercials and stuff, but not yet. Uh, So it's interesting to see these teams that are definitely the underdogs pushing these series out as far as they are. You know, I think that anybody who listens to 
you know, Locked On Canadians is familiar with the Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield sort of tangent, but I just, I cannot get over this team. And I think that it's been so exciting to watch them and watch this just underdog performance. It has been really fun. And it's definitely one of those where I'm like, I don't want the ride to end, but uh, (laughs) time will come for us all and that the series will end sooner or later. So we'll of course, keep an eye on that by next week. We will probably know, I assume, unless something crazy happens, uh, we'll know what the Stanley cup final is going to look like. So can't wait to check in on that. We have more coming up next, including some of that Calgary drama uh, coming up right after this. But first, uh, Jess, why don't you tell everyone all about green room? Yes. So green room is changing the way that we all talk sports. You know, I compare it to a live podcast and green room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. And once you're in, you can talk with me, other locked on hosts, athletes, insiders in real time about your favorite teams or sports. And I think one of my favorite things is just the way that things segue, uh, like during a green room, you know, you're talking about the playoffs one minute and then the next you're talking about what makes a good cheese, a good cheese. And it's so much fun to just hang out and socialize and meet other sports fans who have similar interests outside of sports. So right now you should most definitely go download the Spotify green room app currently available on all iOS devices and be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter and join the NHL group for the latest league updates. And you can follow me at Jess Belmosto to be notified when my room goes live. And, you know, I'm hosting weekly rooms on there and I might be a Calgary Flames host, but you know, I'm willing to talk about anything. So come on down to Green Room, download the app today and sign up for your free account. I'm very excited to go talk about cheese uh, on a future <laughs> Green Room with you. I will talk about anything. I, well, I bet that this uh, this next topic has also come up a lot in uh, some, some uh, Green Rooms that I've been in, and that is Built Bar, which is, of course, the best tasting protein bar that is out there. Um, I have been making the vague effort to eat a little bit less like a gremlin person, over the past like month or so, I was like, wow, my diet consists of pizza. Maybe it should not do that. Um, and one of the great things about Built Bar is that it tastes like you're eating a candy bar, but it's also good for you. So if you're someone who maybe wants to eat something that has protein in it, you know, because that's what you should be doing, you can check out a Built Bar and uh, go and have a delicious snack that tastes like you're not eating something healthy. They come in a lot of different great flavors, including, including salted caramel, mint brownie, coconut, and many more. Plus there's a lot of limited edition flavors that show up on the website. So you're going to want to make sure to keep an eye on that. So go check it out. If you have a a sweets craving, but you feel like you need to eat something healthy, go to builtbar.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and you get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. Now I feel like I probably should have had a Built Bar before (laughs) our next discussion topic, because I feel like I need the energy to, to deal with all of the hot takes that are just flowing oh, yes. out there. Uh, and so, you know, usually I would have had you on the Monday national show to talk about this, but since you're here now, what's the deal with all these Matt Kachuk rumors? Okay. So yesterday, or I guess technically Monday, the 
I, I don't even know. I, a tweet went out saying that somebody from Sportsnet, uh, an analyst, was on a podcast talking about Kachuk potentially being unhappy. Now, as somebody who likes to use critical thinking skills while analyzing sports takes, the context clue was might be unhappy and might want out of there. So naturally, everybody flew off the handle. And I'm sitting there like Regina George in Mean Girls where, you know, everybody's like losing their mind and and she's just watching it. And I'm watching this all unfold and people are like, no, you can't trade him. Yes, you got to trade him. What are you doing? He, no one's untouchable on this team. And I'm sitting here like, finally, some off-season content. Thank you. It, but I knew that it it had to be baloney, had to be fake, or just some sort of rumor. And a lot of people were saying, well, here's why he might be unhappy. Daryl Sutter wasn't letting him stretch with Brady when they played Ottawa for the last few games of the season because um, I guess it he saw it as uh, unnecessary. So I guess you can't spend five minutes with your younger brother during a pandemic. That's fine. Okay. And uh, his time on ice was decreased and all of this stuff. But then somebody, uh, Ryan Pinder came out and said, Hey, no, I've gotten in touch with people from the organization and they said that it was BS. So I would expect some sort of damage control and coming in the next few weeks. It's always fascinating how these rumors get out and where they started at and, you know, how, how it emerged out into the world, uh, especially if it is uh, not quite true. You're always kind of like, well, what's, what's the motive here? Why, why is this happening? But yeah, the, the Daryl Sutter aspect uh, is, you know, he, he certainly has the tendency to rub people the wrong way and uh, he wants things done his way and that's it. And, uh, and he, he's not much of a, you know, handholdy fluffy guy. So, you know, I, I could certainly see that being some friction there, but if we entertain this, if we say that like, okay, maybe this is, there is a grain of truth to all of this. What would it take to get him from the flames? What, what kind of package would the flames be looking for in order, in order to move one of their star players? If it were any other season besides this last one for Kachuk, I would say it would take a lot, but he had his worst career year this year and it was just he he had uh 16 goals on the season and I'm kind of looking at this as how maybe the Sabres did for Taylor Hall now I you can't really put the two in the same category but you know star player star player bad year bad year Matthew Kajuk is only 23 years old so he hasn't even entered his prime yet, if I'm being honest. I think that it would take a first round pick and probably another star player or not in a throw in. I don't think that you're going to be able to get him for cheap. What do you think the outlook is for the Flames next season in terms of you know how competitive they're going to be? Because I feel like that always sort of uh, you know changes teams' decisions. If you know you're going to be bad, then, you know, why not move someone out to see what you can get? So do you think that that would maybe play a role in, in what happens with him, uh, that just how the Flames are going to be performing next season? 
Oh, definitely. I think that that's part of it, but I think it's going to depend on if they prioritize extending Kachuk or Johnny Gaudreau because, you know, I would much rather build a team around Kachuk and that's no disrespect to Gaudreau by any means, but I think that he has a lot more potential that could be reached elsewhere. And if, you know, he was utilized properly, but I think it's really going to come down to, you know, how they use this $14 million in cap space. Yeah. A young player being used properly or improperly. I think anyone who has ever (laughs) been, uh, been around a team coached by Daryl Sutter will have a very familiar uh, story to that one. Speaking personally, I would rather either have him out of the division (laughs) or as I suggested on Twitter, maybe the Kings could get him just so we don't have to hear the Drew Doughty, Matt Kachuk, like drama, hot takes every time these two teams play each other. Like we have the whole year off from having to hear about how much they hate each other because of COVID, but it's going to just come right back if he's still on the flames next season. Um, So, you know, you could trade him to the Kings and then I don't have to deal with that anymore. (laughs) Yeah. But then you have to worry about, Oh, is there a rift in the locker room because of how much they hate each other? What does this mean? It's like, no, I I think it'll be okay. Once that competitiveness once that testosterone kind of levels out, but what do I know? Right. It g- gives you plenty of content. No matter what happens, you got lots to talk about. Oh, absolutely. Um, well, we will end the show today by looking at one of my favorite topics, which is uh, dunking on the Vegas Golden Knights. Sorry, Vegas. Uh, we'll talk <laughs> about that coming up right after this. But I want to tell you first about betonline.ag, because if you are interested in sports betting, which is basically all the rage all the time, uh, you want to get in on this action by going to BetOnline. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on sports. And it doesn't matter what sport it is that you're into, if it's baseball, hockey, football, fighting, horse racing, like reality shows, which aren't really a sport, but I guess maybe we can pretend they are. All that stuff is on betonline.ag. So head over to the website and check out all the great sporting news, find information on signup bonuses, odds, stats, contests, all that great stuff. So you can get in on the action by going to betonline.ag on your uh, you know computer or on your mobile device. Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code locked on. That is betonline.ag, promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, we are going to finish today's show with uh, what I wrote down on our uh, our uh, show run sheet uh, by by calling it "Why does everyone hate the Vegas Golden Knights?" Uh, which has been kind of a topic of conversation, uh, certainly among some of us here at, uh, at Locked On, all kind of trying to figure out why there is so much. Uh, dislike for the Golden Knights. Uh, and so I figured we could we could end today's show by trying to figure out exactly why everyone is rooting for the Canadians, a team that like, I feel like in other, any other circumstance, most people would be like, at least in the United States, would be like, well, I don't want a Canadian team to win because I just don't. Um, and then everyone else would be like, Montreal has 8 million Stanley Cups. Like, let's let someone else do it. Um, but instead, here we all are hoping for a a Montreal uh, Stanley cup. So what, what is, what's your take on Vegas? Are you in team uh, anyone but Vegas? Like what's, what's, what's the deal for you? You know, I am absolutely team anybody, but Vegas, 
I have a very difficult time rooting for a team that has only been in the league for years and has, <laughs> that has seen this much success. I know that that sounds so petty, but, you know, give, give some of us that are struggling a chance before you, you know, soak it all in. But I think that a lot of it has to do with their fan base and, you know, those outliers that get, that go viral on Twitter that most definitely don't represent the entire fan base. But, uh, you know, people see that and they're like, ew, why would anybody align themselves with that fan base? And, uh, you know, go Montreal. Yeah, that's always been, uh, it's definitely one of the like squeaky wheel gets the grease kind of situations of the people with the loudest, hottest, worst, worst takes are the ones who get get the most attention online. And so then everyone is like, well, I, I, I just think all of the fans are garbage like that. But yeah, I certainly know a whole bunch of people who are fans of Vegas. And of course, our own uh, Carlo here at Locked on Golden Knights, who covers the, who covers the team, um, you know, obviously we love them, uh, but there, there is such this, this perception in, in the world of just everyone not being all about this team. I was saying a little earlier today, uh, to another locked on host that I'm going to be really curious to see what happens the year that Vegas inevitably misses the playoffs because they can't, oh, this, this, this can't happen forever. They will miss the playoffs eventually. Um, and I just, can you imagine the like full scale meltdown <laughs> that's going to happen when that day comes? I can't, I can't even imagine because like, you know, your first four seasons in the league, you're spoiled and that's to, that's really there's no one to blame for that. You know, they took they took what they had to work with and they made it a great roster. But what happens like you said when it's not sustainable anymore? When that success runs out and that the the tank's empty, what do you do? Yeah, I mean, they can't keep acquiring the biggest stars every free agency and every uh, trade deadline. Like, I still don't know how they do it, but they, they can't. They, it has to stop sometime, right? <laughs> like, they have to run out of money. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think we've already kind of seen the implication of their star power acquisitions when they did have to make a few trades last offseason. And, and, and those trades, like they just happened. They just, this is another reason why, like, I am annoyed at Vegas because everything just seems so easy for them. They're like, oh, oh yeah. don't have the money for Nate Schmidt anymore. Okay. Boop, there you go. Like, there's no, there's no drama about it. Well, I mean, there's plenty of drama, but there's no like <laughs> protracted negotiations. Like it's just, they wake up one day and they've traded someone like right, every other team, they have to argue about it for weeks. Exactly. Like there's nothing leading up to it. Like there's no, uh, you know, Elliot Friedman tweet saying, oh, hearing that Nate Schmidt's on his way out of Vegas. It's just, hey, Nate Schmidt's on his way to Vancouver now. Mm-hmm. And that's that. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. It must be like nice. there's nothing. It must be fantastic to not have to worry about, <laughs> you know, trade rumors and everything. Yeah. It just it lands in your lap. Yeah. And like, you know, I will admit that I'm a little 
bitter from you know the Kings last swing in the playoffs being a sweep at the hand of the Vegas Golden Knights in their first <laughs> season and you know many better teams have lost to Vegas too so it certainly doesn't make uh, make anything unique here but you know just from that day one just very bitter very bitter about the whole thing um, would would be you know I'm, I'm really hoping that like Seattle somehow is different and they seem to have a different vibe like Vegas's yeah. vibe from the very beginning has been like antagonistic like we're like the new bad guys whatever Seattle just seems very like hey let's all get along and so I'm really hoping that I don't have to dislike the Seattle Kraken at any point because right now I'm really digging everything that they're doing you know they're making it so hard to dislike them and I think with their latest hire uh, with JT Brown makes it impossible for me to hate them Mm -hmm. until they inevitably take one of my favorite players. Right. (laughs) But I will still say, go Kraken. You will never hear me cheer for Vegas, but you will hear me (laughs) root for everyone's favorite hockey team, the Seattle Kraken. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to see what happens, uh, at least for my team. I feel like whoever they take, like, I won't be super sad to see go. Yeah. Uh, but it, it'll be interesting to see how, how they make their first season happen. And, yeah, they've already been doing all the right things in terms of who they're hiring and, you know, the diversity of their front office and getting, you know, voices that aren't usually heard in the NHL are getting the opportunity to be a part of the Kraken. So, yeah, I'm I'm really hoping that nothing goes wrong and that I can continue to like, yeah, they're going to be in the same division. So I'm going to have to dislike them a little bit, but I I don't want to have to dislike them as much as I like dislike Vegas. Exactly. And I think another thing with Vegas is their social media presence. And I think that's what gets under people's skin Mm -hmm. because like there was like that Tumblr, like, (laughs) and I think, that that's kind of what the social media account has just like latched themselves onto Mm -hmm. and not growing with the trends or anything like I feel like there's no in between you either have no voice no personality like the Bruins Twitter (laughs) or you have too much like Vegas and you just you know you're just annoying everyone and asking for dog pics affix 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 (laughs) (laughs) what do I know I don't have a degree in anything (laughs) I mean I just I just want dog pictures now like that'd be awesome (laughs) exactly like I'm not gonna I won't complain if they put out a dog thread but exactly awesome well it has been a delight to catch up on what's going on in the hockey world with you and uh get a little insight into those Matt Kachuk rumors uh and uh that's going to be it for today. We're going to wrap things up. Uh, Jess, where can people find you and your show online uh, if they want to hear more? Sure. So you can follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto, B-E-L-M-O-S-T-O. And you can find my show, Locked on Flames, wherever you listen to podcasts. Still in the process of getting up another show Twitter feed. So follow me for updates on that. All right. And you, of course, can find me on Twitter at Right Said Sarah. Locked on Kings is available at Locked on LA Kings if you want to hear more sadness from me. 
Uh, this show is obviously available on Twitter at Locked on NHL Pods and wherever you get your podcasts. So make sure you are subscribed. If you haven't already, go hit that big subscribe or follow button in your favorite podcast app of choice. Tell all your friends all about this show because we are covering every last little detail of the NHL playoffs as we go towards the Stanley Cup. Uh, and then come back tomorrow and every day this week for more Locked on NHL here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.